Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. I had my phone on mute. (laughs) Welcome, Ephraimites. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim, Cradle of Hope, Tuesday blog. Yes, it's Tuesday, March the 21st, 2023, and today is Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements to make. First of all, Passover. Yes, that's coming up in in just a day over two weeks. Yes, it will begin. And we also have our quarterly coming up. That will be April 21st through the 23rd. Registration has been raised to $25 um, per person. Uh, we're leaving the 11 to 6-year-olds at 10. And we ask that you pre-register before Passover if you can. We will be having services um, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Those of you who want to watch online, you will need to pre-register to watch online. And that will be $25 as well. Check out our itinerary page at www.jewishprofit.com for more information. We have available live streaming Friday night. You know, we are scattered. We are scattered, Ephraim. But we have a Sabbath service every Friday night. It's available on our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. And that is is Friday night with Prophet Mark Reinbold. We have a Wednesday evening service on that same channel, Jewish Prophet YouTube channel. And that Wednesday evening is is done live by myself. And, of course, we have the Blog Talk Radio five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself on one channel 
and Prophet Gary and Prophet Greg Burpee on Tuesdays and Thursdays on a separate channel. If you are interested, email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com and we'll send you out a spreadsheet with the, the phone numbers, the times, and, and uh, the links so that you can participate. Well, we are going to continue on with our study about Passover, Pesach. Turn with me to Leviticus 23, 5 through 8. We know that the first day of Passover is very important. But today, we're going to look at the seventh day of Passover. God delivers Israel and those who are keeping his covenant. Now, that's important. That's key. Those who are keeping his covenant, he delivers them on the seventh day of Passover. Leviticus 23, starting in verse 5. On the 14th day of the first month at Eden is the Lord's Passover. Notice that's not the Jewish Passover. It's not the Ephraimite Passover, not Prophet Deckard's Passover, not my Passover, but the Lord's Passover. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And to the Lord, seven days you must, you must, you must eat unleavened bread. That is a command. You are to eat unleavened bread for seven days. Let me tell you something. When we first started doing this, all we had was those matzah crackers. And I'm telling you, by the end of the week, Prophet was like, I have had all the matzah crackers I want. But every day for seven days, he ate unleavened bread. He ate a matzah cracker in one form or another. We got creative. We put pizza sauce on it. We, we put egg salad on it. We got creative in how we ate those matzah crackers. And then, I'll never forget the year that I found online how to make matzah. How to make matzah fresh. And when you make it fresh, it's not a hard cracker. It's, it can be soft, more like a tortilla shell. Of course, it doesn't have leaven in it. And, oh, my, that opened up. That opened up our menu wide open. You know, we could have a breakfast burrito. We could, we could, we could have, have a, a bean burrito. We could, we could have all of these wraps you know, and, and and make sandwiches with with the matzah because it was pliable and, and, and it was soft. But you are to eat. It says you must eat unleavened bread for seven days. Verse 7. The first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no several works therein. But if you shall offer an offering made by fire, Unto the Lord seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation, and you will do no work therein. So the first day and the last day are Sabbath days of the Lord's Passover. Go to Exodus chapter 12, 14 through 17. 
You know, it's amazing how, you know, I grew up, I, I grew up in, in, in the denominational church. I grew up, you know, serving God. I got saved at 11. But these scriptures were totally Jesus made that we didn't have to do it. That's Old Testament. We're in the New Covenant. We don't have to do that anymore because of Yeshua and all these excuses. And yet, the Lord said, this is my Passover, and you must eat unleavened bread for seven days. And have you noticed, you know, the church, the church celebrates Easter. Now, Easter doesn't always fall on Passover, but it's close. And have you noticed that Easter is full of products that are full of leaven? They're full of leaven. Darkness did a number on us, and we didn't even know it because we were blinded. But God took the blinders off. He took the blinders off, and he had his prophet, Prophet Decker, to begin to teach us Ephraim, to begin to call Ephraim. Come home to blow the chauffeur horn to begin to gather the ten lost tribes and to take the blinders off and begin to show us the importance of keeping Passover, the Lord's Passover. I'm sure you have found Exodus 12 by now. We're going to start in verse 14. And this day shall be unto you a memorial. You shall keep it a feast of the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. You need to underline forever. I'm telling you, we got sold a bag of rocks. And it's important that we keep God's covenant. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you will put leaven out of your house. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there should be a holy convocation. The seventh day shall be a holy convocation to you. No matter of work shall be done in them. Save that which every man must eat that only may be done of you. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this selfsame day I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. You understand that God was smart enough that he could have put on here by an ordinance until Yeshua comes. Until my son comes and becomes the living sacrifice, he was smart enough he could have done that, but he didn't, did he? No, he said, you will observe this in your generation by an ordinance forever. Say forever. Forever. We don't even know how long forever is. We don't even know. We have no clue. How long forever is. I just celebrated my birthday this month. 
65 years. I know how long 65 years is, but I don't know how long forever is. You know, when I start to think about forever, my mind just goes boing, boing. You know, as a child, I thought that waiting from one birthday to the next was forever, but it was only a year. But a year took so long. I couldn't wait until I turned 13 and I was a teenager. And then all of a sudden I was, and I realized I'm not a teenager anymore. And then I turned 40 and I realized, oh my, I'm 40. I'm not a young adult anymore. This year I turned 65. 65. You see, time, the older you get, the faster it seems to go. But how long is forever? Forever is never ending. Never ending. You ever been on a vacation and wished it could never end? Some of you have been on vacations, you couldn't wait for them to end. (laughs) Forever is never ending. God said, you're going to celebrate this, and it's going to be a celebration, generation to generation, never ending. When Israel kept Passover, Miraculous things happened. I want you to think about something. When you keep Passover, miraculous things will happen. How many of you could use a miracle in your life? We all could. We all could. When you keep God's covenant, miraculous things can happen in your life, in your life. I want to tell you something. I have two vehicles, the Cadillac Escalades. And I remember when we received the first one. It was back in 2010. Someone had called the office, asked to talk to Prophet. I put him through, and he explained to Prophet, said, I want you to go down to, to the local Cadillac dealership. I paid for an Escalade, go down and pick, one, pick it up, pick one out. Blew me away. An 80 $5,000 vehicle given to us. Given to the ministry. The next year, second phone call. Drive down to the Cadillac dealership. There's another Escalade down there waiting on 
I had heard ministers talk about receiving vehicles free. I daydreamed about it. When you keep God's covenant, miraculous things happen. Miraculous things happen. Exodus 13, start in verse 4. This day, and you have in the month of Abid, which is Nisan on the Jewish calendars we have now. It shall be when the Lord shall bring thee out into the land of the Canaanites, into the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hevitites, the Jezebites. He, he swear unto your fathers to give them. You see, God keeps his promises. A land flowing with milk and honey. That thou shalt keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And in the seventh day will be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days. And there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee. Neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in thy quarters. And thou shalt show thy son in that day saying, this is done because, how many of you want to know why? God said, oh, I'll tell you why. So you can tell your children. This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And you say, well, Sister Donna, I didn't come forth out of Egypt where well, you did. You see, we are to look at ourselves that we came out of Egypt with our forefathers. We were seed inside of them. Came to pass, and it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thy hand and the memorial between thy eyes that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand has the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Now he's talking about, he's talking about the, the filling that the men wear when they pray. We have the armbands with the chips and the and the hats with the with the chip in them. It has the scriptures that talk about how God brought them out with a strong hand. Therefore, keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. Again, we are commanded to keep it. The great army from the north that will come down and attack Israel. It will be on Passover. Numbers 28, 16. The 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. Again, he says it's, it's his Passover. Numbers 17, verse 17. Go on down, sorry. And on the 15th day of this month is the feast of seven days shall unleavened bread be eaten. And the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no manner of several work therein. And it, but if you shall offer a sacrifice made by fire for a burnt offering unto the Lord, two young burlicks, one ram, seven lambs of the first year, you shall be unto you without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil and ten seals shall you offer for a bodoak. Two tenths deal ram, 
seven-tenths deal shall thou offer for every lamb throughout the, the seven lambs. Now these were being made for atonement. But when Yeshua came, he became that sacrificial lamb. And so we no longer do that because he became that. Remember how the veil was rent? God opened up the Holy of Holies. And he said, all right, my word on their heart. You have that privilege. You have the privilege every day to walk into the Holy of Holies. You have that privilege because of Yeshua. Because of Yeshua, Yeshua. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 14, verse 29. This is about when the children of Israel, after they left Egypt, they came up to the Sea of Reeds, the Red Sea. And there they were. The sea in front of them. And they could feel and hear the rumble of the chariots of the Egyptians behind them. They were trapped. They cried out, Moses, wasn't there enough graves in Egypt? That you brought us out here to die? Strong wind blew all night. A miracle happened. A miracle. The sea parted. The Hebrews say that it was like jello. Well, they didn't know they didn't call it jello, but it, but it formed walls. And the ground was dry. Now, I live here on clay. And, and in the springtime here, the ground can get so saturated when, when the thaw happens. that You cannot drive on the ground. You will get stuck in the mud. You can't hardly walk out through the yard while... What you will end up with, with with an inch of clay all around your your boots. I've I've there's been times I've been walking out and 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 the the clay got so thick on the boots that when I went to take a step the boot came off, and my next step was barefoot down in that cold wet thick muck. But the Israelites went through on dry land. They went through on dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall to them on the right and on to the left. You know what I love about this miracle? Is that when the Egyptians came, when the Egyptians decided to cross the Red Sea, 
the same path that the Israelites had just walked through on dry land. As they began to go across that dry dirt became wet and their chariots got stuck in the mud. It doesn't say that it rained. How did it go from dry land to wet ground that's so wet and saturated that their chariots got stuck? It's a miracle. It takes a lot of rain to saturate the ground to that point when it's dry. You see, God can do anything God wants to do. And God did a miracle. And there were the Egyptians that had thundered from from, from the, the castle right up to the Red Sea. But when they got in the mist and tried to cross it, just like the Israelites had crossed it, they got stuck. And there they were. Have you ever got stuck in the mud? You get everybody out of the out of the vehicle and you begin to push and and you rock back and forth trying to get out. And it wasn't just the first chariot that was stuck, it was all of them. And here they were trying to get out. But as they were trying to get out of the mud, the walls of the Red Sea came in on them and drowned them. Hebrews believed that some of the Israelites jumped into the Red Sea while the waters were parting and getting ready to part. And their faith was strong when they walked across in the Red Sea. When God delivers Israel, there's always a destructive end on the other side. Let me repeat that. When God delivers Israel, there is always a destructive end on the other side. You know, I've grown up my whole life being told that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. I've heard prophets say, what is deliverance to one is a curse to another. You see, Ephraim, we heard the prophet say, keep the covenant. And for us, it was deliverance. But there are those who heard the word of the prophet say, keep the covenant, but they did not believe. And it became a curse unto them. And I can tell you of people, I can name names of people who heard prophet minister this. And they are dead today. God delivers. There's always a destructive end on the other side. 
becomes a blessing to one, to those who will activate by faith and believe God. It becomes a curse to those who don't. When the Israelites put the blood on the doorposts, they did not die. But the same miracle that saved Israel destroyed the firstborn of the Egyptians, man and beast. Man and beast. We have chosen the denominational church as Christians. For generations, we've chosen to forget that Yeshua was a Jew and he kept the feast. Let's go back to Exodus thirteen seventeen. It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. That would have been the fastest route on the GPS. But God said, he led them through the way of the land of the Philistines because he said, pre-adventure, the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. Ephraim, some of you have seen war. Some of you have had to fight spiritual battles. Some of you have thrown your hands up and said, I'm going to return to what I believed before. The Baptist, the Presbyterian, the Pentecostal, the Word, whatever, whatever church you were attending. Because this is too hard. You see, Ephraim, we will see battles. We will have to fight. The Hebrews had to fight for the promised land. Why do we think that it's just going to come to us on a silver platter? No, darkness does not want you to be in the promised land. Darkness doesn't want you to receive the promises of God. And darkness will battle. But it's ours, Ephraim. It belongs to us. It's the promises of God for us who are covenant keepers. But we will have to fight the battle. We have to be willing to fight the battle. How many of you have thrown your hands up and not been willing to fight the battle? Thrown your hands up and said, it's not working! See, we look at Israel. We look at 
We look at how they failed. We look at how they triumphed. And we're like, why didn't they learn? God's looking at you and I and saying, why haven't you learned? God said, I, I, they won't fight. And he was right. Remember when they got to the promised land? There they stood. The, the, the spies had been sent out. Ten came back with a bad report. And two came back with a good report. Why is it we always like the bad report? We will believe the bad report over the good report. And they believed the ten. They believed the bad report. And they cried all night. Oh, God, you promised us the promised land. But there's giants in the land. They eat up the inhabitants thereof. We're like grasshoppers, God. Can you imagine how God felt? Here he had taken them. They were slaves. Do you understand? They were they were laborers that Egypt used as free labor. They didn't have to pay them. They were slaves. And God brought them out of the nation of Egypt with a strong hand. And here they stand in front of the promise. And they refuse to believe God. Some of you have, have come to quarterly. You've been prayed for. You've received miracles. You've been taught how to believe and pray. Command angels. Keep the festival. And you are standing in front of a promise of God right now today. Some of you are crying and saying, God, it's too hard. I can't do this. I have shown you how strong I am. All you have to do is believe and be willing to fight the spiritual battle. But the majority are just like those Israelites. We refuse to battle in the spirit. Or we'll battle one another. We'll badmouth one another. We'll judge one another. But we won't do spiritual warfare. We won't fight the good fight of faith. And we want it handed to us on a silver platter. I like the miracles. But to please God, you've got to have faith. It ended up they didn't want to fight. 
and they spent 40 years in the wilderness. And 40 years in the wilderness. Exodus 15, 26. If thou wilt diligently, say diligent. You understand what diligent is? Diligence is what you are doing whenever you're cramming for the exam. You're diligent. You may have piddled around. You may have not done your homework. You may not have done this or done that. But when it comes down to test day is tomorrow, you are diligent. If you will diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight. And give ear to his commandments. To keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee that I brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Diligently hearken to the voice of God. Do you do what is right in his sight? Do you give ear to his commandments? Do you keep all of his statutes? I said, I am the Lord that heals you. I won't put any of those diseases on you. So we're looking at the seventh day. Turn to Second Samuel. The seventh day of Passover. David spake unto the Lord. First, Second Samuel 22, starting at verse 1. I'm going to read through 51. David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. Now remember Saul. Saul was the king of Israel and Saul was trying to kill David. David was being chased by the government of the day. The government was out to kill David. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock and him will I trust. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. Thou savest me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. 
in my distress. How many of you are in distress today? I called upon the Lord, cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. God hears you. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and the fire of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherubim and did fly and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters, thick clouds in the sky. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomforted them. And the channels of the sea appeared, the foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from them that hated me, from them that were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Why did God delight in him? David was a covenant keeper. David trusted his God. Verse 21. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hands has he recompensed me. The Lord records rewards according to our righteousness. That's why it's so important every day. God, forgive me of my sins, known and unknown. God, show me my unknown sins. Why? So you can correct them. Every day. Every day. See, God will begin to show you your sins. And then what are you going to do? You're going to repent from them and you're going to turn from them. And some of them are easy and some are not. Some, you have developed such a habit. You know, last quarterly, God brought up about stealing. And if if I had asked any of you, are you a thief? You would have said, no. But God, God said, you guys are thieves. You stole. You stole from the restaurants. You stole from your companies that you worked for. You're thieves and robbers. But you see, that's easy to correct. Quit taking the paper clips. Quit grabbing too many sugar packets. Quit grabbing enough to take home to you. But there's other things in our lives 
like the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of Ahab takes a lot more work, a lot more determination to get rid of. But it's just as important. God rewards according to our righteousness. For I have kept, verse 22, the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments was before me and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness in his sight. God will deliver, but he doesn't deliver any more than you are walking in him. How much are you walking in him? Where is it that you're holding back and you're saying, oh God, that's just too hard. God, I can't change that. I won't change that. David kept the statutes and laws, and God had no reason not to deliver David. Verse 26. With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With the upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure, thou wilt show thyself pure. With the forward, thou wilt show thyself unsavory. The afflicted people thou wilt save, but thine eyes are upon the haughty, that thou mayest bring them down. Haughty here means following man's doctrines over God's. Oh, well, we've always done it this way, but it's not God's way. That's haughtiness. Haughtiness. God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet and setteth me upon my high places. He teaches my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken in my arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of my salvation, and thy gentleness hast thou made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them and turned not again until I had consumed them. I have consumed them and wounded them that they could not arise. Yea, they are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me, thou hast subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the neck of mine enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. <coughs> Excuse me. They looked, but there was none to save, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street and did spread them abroad. Thou also hast delivered me from the strivings of my people 
Thou hast kept me to be head of the heathen, a people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall fade away. They shall be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avenges me. Some of you need to hear that. You see, God doesn't like us to be, have malice in our heart. It's God that will avenge, not me and you. I'll get you back. I'll show them. I'll teach them the lesson. That's malice. And God said, get the malice out. God is the avenger. God is the avenger. It bringeth down the people under me. 49. That bringeth me forth from my enemies. Thou hast also lifted me up on high. Above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore shall I give thanks unto thee, O Lord. Among the heathen I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king. And showeth mercy to his anointed unto David and his seed forevermore. God was all this to David because David kept the laws and the statutes of God. David believed and he believed in accordance with God's law. God blesses Israel because they keep his law. Not because they're his children. Because they keep his law. Genesis 5.1 This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day God created man, in the likeness of God, made he him. We have been made in the likeness of God. We have been made in the likeness of God. You see, when darkness looks at you and you are keeping the covenant, he sees God because you've been made in the likeness of God. Genesis 6, 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah kept Passover. Abraham kept Passover. Lot kept Passover. They all kept a type of Passover. Turn to Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30. Verse 8 through 15. Now go right before them uh, in a table and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. It's not going to end to people. But this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord. 
We were that. We were that, church. We were rebellious people. Lying children of God that would not hear the law. That was the problem. Rebellious children. Rebellious children. God will not bless us because we're children of God. He blesses us because we're not rebellious. Because we submit to his laws and statutes. Verse 10. Which say to the seers, that would be the prophets, see not unto the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceit. (coughs) Don't tell us. Don't tell us there's going to be an earthquake. California will fall off into the ocean. Don't tell us there'll be an earthquake in the, in the Midwest and people will die. Don't tell us there'll be hurricanes and there'll be dead people 10 miles inland hanging in trees. Don't tell us there's going to be a pandemic. You doom and gloomer, don't tell us. But you see, God warned so we can do what? Prepare. God doesn't want the righteous to perish with the wicked. If you are walking in righteousness and holiness, you have the protection of God. But if you're not, you've deceived yourself. And you'll be judged with the wicked. Get you out of the way. Turn aside out of the path because the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Wherefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in opposition and perverseness and say thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant. How many, how many have we seen as these judgments have, have poured out on this globe that in an instant calamity came upon them. And ye shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces. He shall not Spare, so there shall not be found in the bursting of it a shred to take fire from the hearth and to take water whereon out of the pit. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In returning, rest you will be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. 
and you would not. In Hebrew, the quietness and confidence revolved around living word, his living word, around his law. Israel became not arrogant, but self-assured at points in time when they kept the law of God because they knew God would deliver them. Ephraim, we can know that God will deliver us. We must walk in righteousness and wholeness. We must walk in righteousness and wholeness. I want to pray. Father, I pray for those who are listening today. Father, you've pricked hearts. You've shown them their sin. You've shown them their wickedness. Their lack of walking and keeping your law. Father, I repent for them. I repent for them, Father. And I pray that they will repent and turn. That you may heal them, Father. That you may protect them. Father, I lift up anyone who needs healing. I pray for their healing. Be healed in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Give God the glory. Give him the glory. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to remind each of you that with God, all things are possible. Thank you.